What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach! Yes! All right! (laughs) First touchdown of the year. (laughs) Bobby Hurricane, yeah. You know the name already. It's Merced. Ha ha. It's the Six Red Cane Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz, Blue, Vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the Six Red Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. I never still put the damage in What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. Buenas tardes. Noches, right? I mean, it's freaking nine o'clock. Buenas noches. Um, we got some, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't so much the cardiac canes this time, but the heartbreak canes. Yeah. That, you know, you know we cool. thought we would be uh, previewing a super regional right now. We're at the light at the very oh, least. Right. Exactly. We're at the, at the light, potentially, uh, getting there, but, uh, here we are. Texas advances out of the Coral Gables regional, not the university of Miami who hosted it. Um, and for second what year feels like what feels like the twentieth year in a row, it's really only the second year in a row that this happens. Obviously, we know the history before that, but um, yeah, second year in a row that uh, Miami is the host and uh, drops drops the regionals, and they are officially out of the NCAA tournament. So, 
you know, there's quite a bit to dissect, and we could be here for two or three hours doing it. And well, I can call Melissa if you want to do that, but I don't think we need to. No, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> oh my God! Like seriously, have you looked at the chat? No. This was after I said that. Oh Jesus! There she is. There she is. <laughs> she had two to three hours and immediately popped in. Like that's her. That's her gig. What are we doing here? Yeah. So, um, but. Look, I mean, this, this is a tough one. This is a tough one to swallow, man. It's it's tough, but yeah, I don't. What is Fernie putting there? I, I don't know. I think he maybe tried to do a, a mo an emoji and it didn't take. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I don't know. What's up, Tap? What's up, man? Um. Um, so they played in the best. I, I'm, not gonna even, I'm not going to even answer that. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll just uh, pan, beat up on a pansy I'm, schedule. Like, literally beat the number one team in the country last week, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to even answer that. You know, sometimes, look, at the end of the day, man. I mean, so we should probably unpack a little bit about what happened this weekend. We can also. Some people just don't get it, Vish, right? Well, so, well, I mean, I think it's worth. You know, talking a little bit about how well, well, we'll obviously get into like what happened over the weekend, but also probably worth you know being a little bit talking about the future and where we go from here. But I mean, we 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 did preview the, the and we're going to talk about some of Gino's decisions as well. But I think one of the things we were both very clear on is the reason we didn't want to play Texas is they had two top end pitchers, right? And the second one is the one we ran into, kicked our ass. I mean, and that's really what what happened. I know we never want to give credit to the other team, right? That dude, we were we were there, was throwing his hundred twenty fifth pitch, still hitting mid to high nineties. The hell, like sometimes you run into that, right? And that was their second best pitcher. Their other pitcher was the Big Twelve Pitcher of the Year, and the reason they were a two seed is actually we saw some of that, and we'll talk about we can talk about the game last night. But I mean, that guy who came in and started as their third star, that guy was terrible. Right. And that's how you end up as a two seed when you have two top end starters. But we talked a lot about how we weren't built for regionals. They are because they can run those two guys out there and then survive the rest of the weekend. And, and, you know, we, we scored one run and that put us into a loser's bracket. And we kind of knew we would have a very hard time playing out of the loser's bracket without our pitching depth. So. And, and I know that there's been, you know, the running theme, which, you know, there is some validity to it. You know that that this team struggles against elite pitching. I, I, the the bottom line is everybody struggles against elite pitching. However, yes, I mean in in times like this, you get a team that you know that kind of you know got quiet again and at the wrong time with 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 their a little bit, not yeah. a lot because they still scored you know against you know the Mains and, and Louisiana and you know and, and even you know six runs against against Texas last night. It's still tough, though, man. You're, when you face elite pitching and you don't get the job done, then you're going to be knocked as, as a team that, that, you know, that can't hit elite pitching and, and they can't score runs and their bats, you know, and they're, you know, whatever it is you want to say, you know, uh, whether they're overrated or whether, you know, you, you, then you start to get all these things and you don't look at the body of work. You don't understand what this team, you know, went through the whole year, uh, you know, and – and then, you know, some of the knee-jerk reactions come out and, and you get upset and you get pissed off because we're in the same situation again where we 
got knocked out of the regionals being a host. And, and I get it. It is frustrating. But, but at the end of the day, I think, you, you know, we all that's why I didn't want to comment on it too much last night. But you got to take a step back and kind of evaluate everything that happened. Um, and your expectations <laughs> really are, are something else that you kind of need to, you know, sit back. Yeah. But also. Yeah. And I just want to address this head on because it was certainly all over my Twitter mentions. Jazz logged in to Twitter for 10 seconds, texting me, bid like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I hung in there a little bit. Uh, Melissa was in there arguing on my behalf as well. What I I don't have the stomach for it as much as she does. But um, look, not only is Gino not getting fired, but I think that's a little bit dismissive because sometimes like, well, they won't do anything. He shouldn't be fired. And I'll flatly state that. And for everyone saying the same yeah, thing every it's not year, opinion, but it's it's a fact. No, yeah, no, I mean, let's let's be realistic here. This is a top ten program. We have flamed out in the regionals two years in a row at home, so there are things that need to be addressed. But no one is firing a coach off of a top ten program. Again, six seed last year, nine seed this year. You're not. No one's firing that. Coach. Like, what are we even talking about? And then, and then saying. Um, and then, and then turning around and saying, well, you know, if we fire him, it's going to fix what? Like, what is actually the solution here? Like, we need – it's this is baseball, man. Stuff happens. Like, we've had bad teams make it to Omaha. And we've had good teams not make it there. That's what baseball is. So, I, like, this team was better than some of the teams. We, we had a team that turns out had John Jay and Danny Valencia on it that was, like, a three seed, went to, to Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska lost twice. We didn't have to play them. And then we made the made the NCAA tournament and even won a game there. And then, you know, that team stunk the whole year. Like it's just it's, the reality is like it's baseball is not meant to be played in a small sample size. And then it's the same thing happens in the majors. You get in the postseason and like all of a sudden like teams and, win a hundred plus games and then lose because yeah. that's baseball. It's just the anything way it can is. happen in a small sample size. You're gonna get like the Oral Roberts of the world. Yeah. That you know that make it through. You're gonna get the old misses like last year, Mississippi State two years ago. You know, you're gonna get, you know, Vanderbilt gets knocked out. You know, Florida's in a in a in a drag out match with with Texas Tech right now to, to advance. I don't know if they won already or if they played or whatnot, but um you know, you got Indiana State come out of nowhere, and yeah, they're a host team. But it's it, we're talking about Indiana. I mean, baseball is 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 a crazy game, man, and it's about who gets hot at the right time. Yeah, and it's also the way this format is, is a lot about luck. This is a good point, yeah. but Duke, they like Coastal lost the opening game to what was it, Ryder or whatever the hell, and that just teed Duke up, and that's why we were saying like. And I know, look, we got to take care of our own business. We we need to beat Texas on Saturday, and we would have been fine. But, like, that's why we were saying, if Louisiana beats Texas, we're going to walk this regional. Because they're going to have to use their second pitcher in the loser's bracket game. We'll get Louisiana's second pitcher. It was not good because then we had one good pitcher. And we would have been 2-0 like that easily. Instead, we ran into one of the Big 12's best pitchers, and he shut us down. And, and there's reasons for that. Like, we should have capitalized on the first two innings when he was laboring a bit. Once he settled in. We had the bases loaded twice and didn't score in the first two innings. That's where you gotta, so you gotta take advantage, and that was a problem we had all year, so, and it blew up in our face. But you know, sometimes you get lucky too. Like Duke got into the winners bracket, got two wins without having to play the best team in their region. Yep. That happens too. It's baseball. It's and in this regional format, you know, your bracket opens up when there's an upset on the other side sometimes, and, I mean, and it can happen here. 
I mean, look at one of the other brackets. You got Penn and what is it? Southern Miss? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Auburn, because Auburn went uh, 0 and 2 and out. Yeah. That's going to happen, man. You don't. Vanderbilt's not going to fire their head coach. Right. And I, and I think, and, and Melissa called out a point too, and this is what ended up biting us. Like our pitching, we had a couple of key injuries in the preseason. We also had some injuries in season. Like we just didn't have it. And I, I totally, there, there's definitely criticism to be had in terms of, and we'll talk about some of the, the way we target our recruiting, spend a lot of time going after kids that we pretty much know we're going to go straight to the pros. And so we have these really high rated, Recruiting classes and struggling to get them on campus. Pulled up too, so I'll, I'll talk. Okay, about yeah, that. we'll take a look at that too as we kind of talk about next year and how we how we do going forward. Right. But like the reason this team was hosting is because in the back half of the e- year when they won six series in a row and no, not against weak competition, against elite ACC competition, it was Gallo and it was Lecarica stepping up because they struggle mid year, struggle at the beginning. Of the year, they stepped up. And they started pitching well, which is how we were able to survive Ligon being injured. Right. That's who we that's that's who got bombed for nine runs in one inning last night. Like those are the like even when when Gaia was struggling, we we were obviously at the game. We we're like, you gotta bring Lecarica. And there was no even a doubt. There wasn't a decision being made there. That's his ball. And he gave up another six runs. Like I as a manager, like you gotta go to that guy. There's no one else to go to there. Right. It doesn't matter if you still had Walters completely fresh, not bringing him in, in the third inning. Like that was a hundred percent Lecarica's moment that he had been successful in the entire back half of the season and it didn't happen. And so, um, so like as a manager, like you, 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 we can talk about whether or not should have started zeal on Friday or whatever. Right. You know what? You score one run against Texas in that second game. It doesn't matter who we started. Right. And then, you know, last, last night he, that was, it was all, it was Gallo and then Lecarica, and then Torres, and that was always going to be the plan, regardless of how the rest of that weekend had gone. And you know what? They got bombed, and it was a horrible inning, and it ended our season. And, and uh, it sucks. By the way, TBB, we'll talk about that in a little bit. As yeah, well. we're gonna we're gonna walk through some of this. Um, and Melissa, yeah, about Levy's yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about some of them are borderline. Um, some of them, you know, depends. Another one that you didn't mention was Patelli, who we'll talk about as well. No, TV mentioned it. Mentioned oh, Dom. did he? Yeah. Uh, Yo-Yo Walt, CJ Levinson, Rosario. Oh, Dom. There's Dom. Yeah. And maybe Carlos. I don't know. If I, I mean, Carlos. Carlos. Um, well, and that, well, I mean, that's another thing that happened, right? Like, this actually started to happen a little bit in the ACC tournament, but we had, this year, had a good bit of production out of the bottom three in the lineup, and right. they just completely, again, starting the ACC tournament, just continued right through just three automatic outs essentially this weekend. And that, that hurt. And again, he shuffled the lineup in the last game, tried to get some other bats in there. It didn't, didn't work, but we, we were just, we were short. I mean, that's the reality of what, what happened there. Uh, Vish, I just sent you over the commitment list so that we can. Yeah. Yeah. Up. We'll pull that up in a yeah. second. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess let, let's, 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 let's kind of finish off the weekend a little bit here yes. and then we can definitely yeah. look, look yeah. ahead. But what did you, so we both said, flat out like should start people yeah on friday he didn't do it um i would say for for what he was trying to do there he got what he wanted which was zeal only through 80 something pitches if we'd gotten to monday he probably would have been an option there because right. because he could have at least thrown an inning which i totally forgot until after the fact but his role last year was set up man so i think they were thinking you know he could do that um yeah, we that, 
Let's just make yeah. your point from last night. I might as well tee you up, but, but let's, let's. I want to talk a little bit about how we handle the pitching because then, you know, right. I think Saturday went to Ligon, two innings, he got bombed, but then Rafe pulled up, pulled up this all worldly seven shutout innings to keep us in the game. The all 2018, huh? Yeah. Congratulations to him on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah he's unbelievable. Down. But uh, yeah, fr- just going back to Friday night, mm-hmm. I think we spoke about this ad nauseum. You know, yeah. and it was just, you know, you, you I think you got to go with people. You got to go with Rosario on Friday night. He's going to eat up some innings. Chances are Maine's not going to be able to catch up to him for at least, you know, the, the twice around the around the order. At that point, yeah. you're you're at the fifth or sixth inning already. You still got an opportunity to bring in a guy. Maybe likes Rafe, right? I mean, I know it worked out for Saturday, but you know, you bring in a guy to eat up a couple innings, and then um, you know, you sh- you shut the door on Maine and you, you move on. Um, I think that by going to Zeal, it was uh, it's a tough decision to make. I understand why he made it, right? Look, we we've seen already in this tournament so many of the the teams go out quickly, right? You saw Florida lose. You saw. Vanderbilt, you saw Clemson lose. You saw all these big te- big teams go down to a four seed, to a three seed. You gotta throw, you, you gotta throw your number one guy there. And I get that logic. I get that well, logic. You know, throw your number one guy and and get that over with, and then kind of you know work through. Well, the I think there's a, there's a couple of things going on there in addition to what you said. Um, the thing is, we had four starters, right? Right. Only two of them could actually eat innings because Ligon was never going to eat innings and Gaio is a three-inning guy, period. Right. So it was Zeal or it was Rosario because you're not going to start someone knowing you have to eat your bullpen right. in the first game. Absolutely. So he went with Zeal. I think the other thing, I mean, we can just say this out loud because it's true. He's not the actual ace. It's Ligon. And so this idea that you hold your ace back is a, some schools choose to do that, some don't. We actually normally do. We didn't have an ace, really. And I think he thought, and this was a mistake, Ligon will give me four or five innings that are better than what Zeal can give me. So I want him in Saturday. He did actually – I think he did actually think he was saving his best pitcher. Yeah, sure. And then it didn't happen. <laughs> he got shelled. Yeah. But then Rafe came in and, and and bailed it out. But Zeal was not like a low ER. Like our ERAs were I, – I mean, I talked to everybody over the weekend, but yeah, like I, like I, I did an interview with Louisiana radio last week and they asked me if like our ERAs were legitimate because they were all high <laughs> and we're a regional seed. The number nine overall team was like, yeah, no, I think best starters ERA is like around four. Yeah. Like that's the reality. Like, I mean, so, so we didn't have an ace. We didn't have that shutdown guy all year. Even when Ligon was healthy, like he was never, he did it once against Florida state and got hurt that game. But like, we, we were never that like, oh, this guy's going to come in and allow like go six or seven innings and allow one or two runs. We didn't have that guy on the staff this year. There was no Palmquist, right? And so we just the reality is he wasn't choosing to not hold back his ace as much as we don't really have one. Right. And he had to go with either Zeal or Rosario because no one else could eat the innings. And then you have to go to the bullpen even if they're pitching well, which you don't want to do. So. He went that route again. Rafe ended up bailing us out. Like so, sometimes you make bad decisions and get lucky, and he actually did because yeah, he would so have taken four runs over nine I mean, any day on Saturday. Rafe. Let's what talk about Rafe and that performance yeah. on, on 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 Saturday. What was it? Saturday night? Yeah, on Saturday night uh, against Texas. I mean, we've spoken about him before, right? And and, and a lot of the players yeah. asked, you know, who who the toughest kid to face on the staff was, and a lot of them said Rafe. 
And for, for reasons that we've spoken about, right, arm slot, his angles, the way he throws, you know, his delivery, his release point, yada, yada, yada. We've kind of gone through all of that already, so I'm not going to go over that again. Uh, but you see that it was very effective against a team, a good hitting team, a good baseball team like Texas. You saw that they – Sheena, unbelievable. Um, you, saw, <laughs> you, you saw how he was able to, you know, work hitters, right, and, and kind of dominate them for the better half of seven innings. We're talking about nine strikeouts for a kid, Rafe, Rafe Schlesinger, who hasn't thrown more than three innings this year, if, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken, three or four innings and yeah. a full seven innings and, and struck out nine Texas hitters and kept us in that game. We just couldn't put it together against LBJ. And, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your pitching staff does. If you can't hit, if you can't score more than one, one run, is not. Yeah, it's not going to work. Really certainly, certainly not with any of the pitchers on our staff. Or none of them are going to do a complete game shutout or something. Like, what are we talking about? The other thing, um, so he he struggled a lot of this year, and and a lot of it was his control. So when he was hitting the zone, he's a high walk guy. That's why it's tough to put him into these challenging spots because he walks himself into trouble. He didn't do that. And, and I think that's why. But he, towards the end of the year, he definitely was getting, like, he took Cinta's role, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, I don't think anyone, including Gino, thought when he pulls him in, puts him in in the third inning there, um, that he was just going to sh- shut him out for seven innings. and he, he wouldn't have to use anyone else. I mean, that we was... We kept just... saying, all right, this is the last inning for Rafe. All right, this is the last inning for Rafe. This is the last inning for Rafe. Yeah. He just kept coming out. He yes, kept and... coming out. Yeah. <laughs> She's completely stolen my bit at this point, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, like like you said, there was if if that kid was gonna put that performance out there on the mound, right? That was a loss. Like, I mean, I don't know what what to, to say about that. There was no managing our way out of it. Um, I unfortunately we we had we had this problem all year, and we we would slug our way back into games and get away with it. We didn't there, which was getting guys into scoring position, loading the bases, and getting unproductive outs. Um, and this time, we had those two chances to score in the first two innings, and we right. didn't bring anyone home. And if you do that, it changes the game around, maybe. And maybe that guy gets chased early, right? I mean, you never... Like, we were... we were Levinson, I think, was up with one out with the bases loaded, and he, and he popped it up. I mean, if he, like rips one into the corner there or something or even obviously over the fence would be even better like you know maybe texas to start get their bullpen up this guy doesn't actually last right you can knock him out early instead he's in there in the ninth inning throwing 95 past us so i mean that's those are the ones and that was a problem we you had know, all there's, year. there's no it's tough to say right because it's kind of like hypocritical of me to say well you got to have a better approach at the plate but then you also say, well, there's nothing you could do really as a coach there. You got to go up there and you got to hit the ball. You got to put the bat on the ball, right? And so it, it's hard for me to sit here and say, well, that's coaching or no, that's not, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's hard for me to say that because at the end of the day, you're the one with the bat in your hands. You got to make something happen as well. And what's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. They just couldn't. Hats again. Hats off to LeBaron Johnson, right? I mean, guy was throwing ninety-five to ninety-seven all game, one hundred and twenty-six, one hundred and twenty-seven pitches, and he's still at ninety-six, ninety-seven yeah, miles. An absolutely. Hour. You know, there's there's not much you can do about that. However, look, this is we're supposed to be an elite team, right? After the first two or three times, after the first two times that you see this kid. Throwing the same stuff, you got to make adjustments as well. So there's a little bit of that, you know, going on there. And whether you know, I I I find it hard to believe that Gino and Norbert and you know Lopes and, and them talked to talk to the guys and didn't try to make adjustments. They just couldn't, you know, put it together. Yeah, I, I, and yeah, and so. I think I think that's a good point. Like they're not coaching them to strike out. Like no, or, or so. I, I mean, I think part of it we can we can certainly apportion some maybe a lot of the blame to the coaches because it does seem to be across the board you know base running blunders situational hitting isn't good we can we can certainly um um we can certainly point some of the finger there but to your point when you step into that batter's box it's on the 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 hitter to to make contact to understand the situation and I mean that base is low to one out and Levinson like swung for the fences and and hit like a Texas league and it's kind of like that's probably not the moment for that. He, LBJ was struggling with control there, you know, just to Melissa's point. It's not that we never work pitchers. It's like we, when, when they're struggling, we, we did quite a bit of bailing them out. Right. And the other thing that happened throughout the weekend, it was just, you know, magnified on the Saturday game when we didn't score at all is the bottom of the lineup was just atrocious. Couldn't even get on base, couldn't get hits, couldn't do anything. Um, until Jacoby hit that home run late in the game against against Louisiana, like it was a black hole. If every 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 third inning you get three automatic outs, like that's death. Because yep. even when you get guys on base, like oh crap, the bottom of the lineup's up. Well, we got to wait till next inning. That's right. And and that 
And that's the difference because yeah. you saw guys like uh, for Texas, like O'Dowd and Mitch da- Mitchell Daly and, and that, Jalen Flores at the yeah. age. That was their bottom of the lineup. Their, their seven, eight, nine guys were Flores. Uh, what's the kid that I just mentioned? Uh, O'Dowd. Flores, O'Dowd, and Daly. And those three, I mean – they, uh, right, I mean, they stepped up when ours didn't because because you look at their their batting averages and stuff were in the two hundreds, just like ours were. They just right. stepped up that rally, that rally that they that they put together. The nine innings started with one out in the bottom of their lineup up, and and, and they, they got they got it going in yeah. front of the front of their lineup. Yeah, middle right? of the and lineup, I mean, front of the middle of the lineup got on base, and Jalen Florida hit. Well, Florida actually, hit. it started with the bottom of the. I mean, they they batted around, but it started with the bottom of their lineup getting on base to tee up the top of the lineup. So by the time like when like the, their leadoff hitter, I think hit the double that scored their first run. Oh, right, 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 right. But that was because the bottom two got on base. Yep. And we never had that all weekend. It was always Kafis had to start the rally. And then we had to score by the time like Levinson or Patelli came up because it was done. I mean, so it's it's very limiting then in how often you can score. And again, we really most of our runs were were, were home runs again. And it was and we've spoken about this yeah. since the beginning of the season. We're going to live and die by the home run, and that you know at the end of the day, when you need to put people on on base, we need we need to get runners on base, and you need to kind of start a rally. It's tough to do that when all you're trying to do is hit the ball 500 feet. Yeah, and and there's and and this is again that's where the unproductive outs come from. It's the strikeouts, it's the high pop ups instead of you know moving the runners over and and right. and just getting the ball in play. Like hit a fly ball, get a run. Instead, we're like striking out because we're trying to hit a home run. And it's no, just make contact. It just looks like these guys, you know, get desperate after after a while. You know what I mean? And and I and I understand that, you know, they're desperate to do something. They're desperate to get on base. They're desperate to get a home to, to not to home uh, get a home to to get a base hit, to to do something productive. And when you get desperate, maybe you lose a little bit of focus. And I think that that's what happened. I don't think it's a lack of them, you know, the will to want to get something done. I just think that you lose a little focus on what it is that you're up there to do, right? And, and you want to accomplish a certain something, but you end up losing focus because you want to do too much. And um, you know, the, you, you can't hit, you can't hit a, a five-run home run, and you can't hit, you know, a grand slam with nobody on base. You gotta do, you gotta do the little things to be able to drive in runs and manufacture some runs. Um, and that leads to rallies. That leads to ch- pitching changes. That leads to working, you know, working pitch counts. That that leads to a lot of different things. Anybody can get up, give up a solo shot. You think if LeBaron Johnson gives up a solo shot, he's worried about it? No, he gave up a solo shot to Don Patelli, and he kept moving along, right? Like, he's not getting people, you know, he's not letting people on base. After the first two innings, I think there was one more inning that we had uh, two two men on base, and, you know, we didn't score that inning either. So it, 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 it changes everything. And you mentioned this, Vish. Like, it, it, it changes how bullpens are used. It changes how – you know, pitchers are used if you can manufacture runs, if you can get guys on base, if you can work counts, if you can do those type of things, move somebody over. You know, if you can uh, not bunt with two outs. And um, I still, I, I do not understand. I, I mean, scream. I couldn't, I couldn't get the words out. I know we were sitting t- together. I couldn't even get the words out. I did. Well, I mean, I think this is this is so I I can guarantee you Gino didn't call for that. Um, and this is a situation where you have a player that, by the way, ended the season. His last hit, I think, was that home run at the end of the Duke game to walk it off. Yeah. Um, 
because he went over whatever 16 17 in the ACC tournament. He definitely didn't get a hit this week either. Um, and this is someone lacking confidence that thought he was gonna get on base by doing that. And he's the slowest player on the team. And he and he, I don't think he's ever bunted this year. And he pushed it right. And that's what you're talking about, like panicky and and not not um not really stick like he is a in fact he comes up and we're like look we we both were like he's been hitting like crap but he's got pop maybe he can like this is the one time you're like you know what carlito swing for the fences yeah <laughs> maybe he'll get a hold of what and he punted it's like the exact <laughs> with two outs in a two outs situation two outs what i don't even understand and i don't like one of the things, and this is when we talk about, yeah, we were sitting next to Jackson Carver and Emory Williams. Nice name drops, Melissa. Um, but uh, one of the things we talk about, what can Gino do differently? I think he needs to manage that. I, I know he likes to, lets them to be loose and he gives them a lot of autonomy. I think he's got to manage them a little bit more tightly and say, look, I'm going to do a little bit more calling in of things. Like, I mean, you can tell they're loose, which I think is why we hit so many home runs and why we generally play you know, that's why we come back a lot. Like, there's a lot of good with that, but some of the stuff we see where, I mean, they, I mean, some of this is just on the players themselves, but like, Gino will be giving them the stop sign and they'll try to score and get thrown out by like six feet. You're like, yeah. that's not really on the banjo when he's like, stop. And they're like, I'm going anyway. But also, like, you know, tell them that's not acceptable and stuff like this. You cannot have the autonomy to choose to bunt in that situation. If the coach doesn't signal it in, you got to swing away. And I think, our players have a lot of freedom. Yeah, but and occasionally right? it, like, does it that does back. that speak to? I mean, does that speak to, for lack of a better description, the IQ level, baseball IQ of a player to be bunting in that situation? I think he, I think he was panicked because he had been yeah, playing so badly. Yeah. He, it was almost like maybe this will work, and it. And again, it's not even it's not even like he's a good bunter. I don't think he's ever even bunted before. And you know, the one thing he does well, there wasn't a runner in scoring position. The only way he was really gonna score him is to put it over the fence. And that is his best attribute at the plate. And I just don't understand how you're not swinging away there. It's really bizarre. It's really a bizarre but I think that was just that was just symbolic of where we were at that point. We gave up nine runs with two of our better pitchers. Yep. And it was just like the whole air went out of the balloon, and then everyone was was kind of panicky and and that that was just kind of a an extension of that i like i like that word they use panic because i think gino panicked panicked a little bit as well with the with the lineup with the way that he used some of the hitters in certain situations i think he panicked a little bit i understand why he did certain things but at the same time i i feel like maybe some of the decisions that he made, and this is kind of the first time that I see it this year that he kind of made some decisions that you can go back and think, well, he probably could have done something different. I'm sure he feels the same way. Um, so what do you, what but, are you thinking there then? I like mean, in terms of, no, and I'm talking about some of the other times when you use certain guys like Jason Torres and, and carrier, and, and maybe you, you might want to go to a veteran and Gabby Gutierrez at a certain time. Right. I mean, I think that, Maybe that was a better option for certain situations. We've seen it. Believe it or not, we've seen him come up big in yeah. some situations as well. Well, this is the frustrating thing, right? Like you said, Gino's been like pulling these like random, let me make this call, that call, and they seem to have been working out until this week, and they did not. Yeah. Um, but that's where you got to tighten up, I, I guess, you know, as a coach as well, and understand that this is a this is a different ballgame here. Now you're talking about the NCAA tournament, and everybody is going to – you know, for the most part, be, 
you know, kind of locked in. And I'm not saying he wasn't, and I think the team was definitely locked in, but I just think that some of the decisions that were made could have potentially been, you know, the, some decisions could have made been made differently. And, well, then, and part of it was actually funny, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's so, hard to say now. So let me ask you a question. Um, so we actually didn't talk about this last week because we were still trying to confirm it, but we had several players go into the portal yeah. other than Caden Martin. So, yeah. And one of them, obviously Ariel Garcia was one of them, which, you know, my my personal, one of my favorite players, but also was not playing, so whatever. But one of our players who started most of the year if you notice, Ian Farrow didn't did not feature this weekend. That's because he's not on the team anymore. Right. And how much do you think he might have gotten an opportunity here? Had because you know we we pinch it with Jason Torres with 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 Carrier multiple times. Renzo kept starting right up until the last game. That's another one, right? Yeah. It kind of feels like you know at some point he might have put his starting DH back in there, except he wasn't on the team anymore. I think what you saw before earlier in the year was exactly that, right? If uh, someone was struggling, then he'd bring the other guy back in. If Jason Torres started, but now he's struggling, he'd bring Ian Farrell back in to start, and, and so on and so forth. And I think that this is why it was such a crazy, it's such a crazy time to transfer, especially when you're a guy that you know, was being used quite a bit. Yeah, maybe you had some issues and he wanted to sit you down. I, I don't know what it was. We don't know what happened. Yeah, well, I think we'd be clear I have no idea what happened, but that's but a guy. We, we certainly could have probably used his bat at some yeah, point this weekend. Absolutely. And it was kind of weird that he was no longer on the team. Um, we did actually, like I said, we did actually see that in the middle. Actually, after we did the show last week, I think we saw it like on Thursday. Because yeah. um, it was on the D1 baseball's transfer chart. I was like, wait, what? Ian Farrow's in the portal? And then... Uh, we were able to confirm over the weekend that he was actually like he's not on the team anymore, and right. that did limit some of our pinch hitting options because you got to figure he was probably the first option that we would have gone to in several of these games instead of Torres or, or Carrier, um, who Carrier has not like really <laughs> hit well since that North Carolina series. Or it feels even, like when he first came Dorian. in, or even Dorian, right? Because I think that well, Dorian, th- that's the frustrating. Like that was, I think that's one thing. One thing we actually talked about. Um, last week was, you know, Dorian, even though his average was not high, had been seeing the ball well, hitting the ball, making good contact. And when he finally got in there, he actually hit the ball again this weekend. It was kind of, you know, and it shores up the defense too, because it puts Sear to DH. So we only did some of that that movement in the last game because uh, we kind of had to. The other thing you can talk about more as a long-term thing is the inability to like give JD Jones serious playing time at all. So that when Carlito's struggling like that, the only option is Scanlon, who's kind of worse defensively and worse at the plate. And it's not really, I think JD Jones has some high upside batting at least. And, you know, not really giving him any opportunities because he should have been an option we could have gone to given that our starting catcher hadn't gotten a hit in two weeks. Um, and, and it wasn't an option that I think you can definitely criticize, you know, for that, for not working him in more so that he was a viable option. Cause there's no way you could all of a sudden like start him in regionals yeah. after he hasn't played. But, yeah. but like, I think that there's, so there's some stuff to look back at, but I, for everyone saying fire him or whatever, like I'm, I'm unclear on exactly one. I, I totally agree. The result isn't there. And like, you can't keep hosting regionals. And the not result is them. unacceptable. No matter yeah. What. Yeah. That's not acceptable. But when you go, there's a difference between a, a result being unacceptable 
and firing the manager. And I'm curious, as much as we can all complain, and we've touched on some of the things, I I don't see anything egregious here. I'm like, I cannot believe we did this or that. LeBaron Johnson whipped our ass. Like, I mean, I don't, and I, I know we hate to to give credit to other teams, but that's really. That is he the story of this story. regional. That's a lot of people. Yeah, but that's that is the story of this regional. And at the end of the day, Texas showed up to our regional with two pitchers that are by far and away better than anyone on our staff, other than Walters. This is the closer. Right. Like, if if we had both of those guys, they would be our first two starters, also. And that's rare for a regional host to be to have a team show up that has that much better starting pitching. But that was the reality of what happened. Now, if we wonder how they ended up being a two seed. We saw it on the Sunday game when that guy came in and like was terrible. Uh, but then we gave up a nine spot. <laughs> it was game over anyway. But that's how you end up. You know, you you win two or three, you lose a series because, you know, one of your top two guys go and you don't have a third starter. Like we've seen teams like that. That's how you end up not hosting. They did share the big 12 championship, though. Like this was a really good team. And we ran into one of the better pitchers in the country on one of his better days and that happens. I don't really see – we can definitely – you know, Gino could have done a little bit different with the pitching, but there wasn't, like, a great pitching option here. Right. And then the other thing – I mean, we could talk about, well, he could have given someone else a shot, but at the end of the day, they were – Texas was better. <laughs> they were. I mean, flatly. They're set up for this format, and they executed. I mean, their catcher had a concussion for crying out loud, and they went three for four the rest of the night. They got started on that. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Trying to start a fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's let's. I guess you want to talk about next year a little bit, and yeah, moving forward. Now you're talking about a team that's going to have to replace a lot of guys. Well, you right? know what we you know what we can do since we repeatedly forget this. How about we do some prize picks? Sure, let's do prize picks. If you picked, if you picked, by the way, if you picked the over on uh, Gabe Vincent last night, you probably won a lot of money, man. So why don't you guys keep putting your money on a guy like Gabe Vincent from the Miami Heat? No, um, but yeah, check. you guys definitely should go check out prizepicks.com. It's um, it's an amazing site. You, you go uh, out there, and when, when you sign up, put in the code 5. I actually got three signups last week from three friends of mine who have already won some money. Uh, playing on pricepicks.com. Go check them out. When you sign up, put in the code 5, and they will match your initial deposit up to $100. It's that simple. Pick anywhere between two and a million players if you want, but, you know, two to five or six players. <laughs> I shoot. thought it was capped to five. Is it a million? I don't know. Two I to think five it's two players. to five. I think it's two to five. Who's the over-under on those players on their individual categories and win some money? For instance, Game one, Gabe Vincent's uh, over-under was 12.5 points. He scored, I think it was uh, 17 or 19 points, something like that. He obviously won some money there, right? Uh, so check out the over-unders on the on the Heat fi- on the NBA Finals, the Heat Finals. I'm such a homer. On the NBA Finals um, with the Heat and the Denver Nuggets, you can also check out Major League Baseball on there. You can, do, you can play some Major League Baseball. Formula One, you've got a whole bunch of different things. The NFL, uh, college – Football, if I'm not mistaken, you got a whole bunch of different options. Uh, depends on the season, depends on the sport. You can mix and match. So make sure you go to prizepicks.com. Code word is five when you sign up, F I V E, and they'll match you the initial deposit up to $100. Make sure you check them out, prizepicks.com. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.